This podcast is brought to you by Blues Guitar Lab Membership, your one-stop destination for learning and perfecting blues guitar. Hello there, blues aficionados. I'm your host, Satoshi Nakamoto, welcoming you back to another episode of Blues Guitar Lab. You know, we're all about exploring the depths of blues, its legendary artists, and their timeless guitar licks. Today, we're diving into the life of one such legend, a man who left an indelible mark on the world of blues. His name? Albert King, the Velvet Bulldozer himself. Born Albert Nelson, he was known far and wide by his stage name, Albert King. His life began on a cotton plantation in Indianola, Mississippi on April 25, 1923. Imagine that, growing up on a cotton plantation, living a life that seems so distant from us now. His earliest musical experiences were rooted in the church, singing gospel with his family, and his father playing the guitar. From these humble beginnings, a blues legend was born. Albert King embarked on his professional journey with a group called the Groove Boys in Osceola, Arkansas. This place, folks, was a hotspot for Delta blues artists, and young Albert found himself in the heart of it all. This exposure was instrumental in shaping his unique sound that we've come to know and love. King's life took another turn in 1953 when he moved up north to Gary, Indiana, where he played drums in Jimmy Reed's band. It was during this time that he recorded his first single for Parrot Records. Now imagine that, starting off on the drums before making his way to the blues guitar. In 56, Albert moved again, this time to Brooklyn, Illinois. Here, he formed a new band and became a popular draw in the St. Louis nightclub scene. It was in 1961, his single Don't Throw Your Love On Me So Strong climbed the charts, and Albert King had his first hit. But the big game-changer came when he moved to Memphis and signed with the Stax record label. This was where he recorded his iconic album, Born Under a Bad Sign, in 67. The title track of that album became his best-known song, and if you're a blues fan, there's no way you haven't heard it. In 68, King performed at the Fillmore Auditorium in San Francisco. The energy was electric, resulting in the album's live wire blues power, Wednesday night in San Francisco and Thursday night in San Francisco. This was Albert King in his prime, ladies and gentlemen. By 1969, he was performing live with the St. Louis Symphony Orchestra and in 1970, released an Elvis Presley tribute album. That very year, he joined the Doors on stage at the Pacific Coliseum in Vancouver, Canada. What a night that must have been. As the years rolled on, King kept evolving. In 71, he released the album Love Joy and embraced the funk sound with his 72 album I'll Play the Blues for You. However, every life has its ups and downs, and in 1975, King faced a setback when Stax Records filed for bankruptcy. This led him to the small Utopia label where he continued to record, even releasing a live recording from his performance at the Montreux Jazz Festival. King later moved to Tomato Records in 78 and released the album New Orleans Heat. After a four-year recording break, he released a live album for Fantasy Records, San Francisco 83, and even recorded a studio television session featuring Stevie Ray Vaughan. His last album, I'm in a Phone Booth Baby, came in 1984 and was nominated for a Grammy. Despite health problems, King continued regular tours and appearances at blues festivals well into the 80s. In 1991, he released his final album, Red House, even as he battled health issues. Now that's what you call dedication to the craft. 
At the time of his death in 1992, he was planning a tour with B.B. King and Bobby Blue Bland. Could you imagine what a tour that would have been? His legacy? It lives on, my friends. In 2013, Albert King was posthumously inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And in 2011, Rolling Stone ranked him number 13 on their list of the 100 greatest guitarists of all time. Not too shabby, eh? But numbers aside, Albert King was more than his rankings or awards. He was a man who lived the blues, who breathed life into his guitar, making it sing, cry, and shout. His influence can be heard in the music of countless artists who followed in his footsteps, and his music continues to inspire us today. So, as we wrap up this episode, I want you to take a moment, put on one of Albert King's records, close your eyes, and let his blues wash over you. Hear the story of his life in every note, every bend of the string, every soulful vocal line. This is the power of the blues, and Albert King was one of its finest ambassadors. And speaking of ambassadors, it's time for a word from our sponsor. If you're aiming to enhance your blues guitar prowess, look no further than the Blues Guitar Lab membership at https semicolon slash slash bluesguitarlab.teachable.com. Our basic membership offers a comprehensive, step-by-step -step blues guitar course, a library of over 100 blues vocabulary videos complete with tabs, quick lessons on key music theory concepts, and access to our online community, the Blues Guitar Lab community. Consider upgrading to our premium membership for the unique benefit of daily direct message support from your host, Satoshi Nakamoto. For those seeking an even more personalized experience, our pro membership includes monthly asynchronous personalized coaching sessions tailored to your specific needs and goals. Make Blues Guitar Lab your ultimate resource for mastering the blues. Visit https semicolon slash slash bluesguitarlab.teachable.com to sign up today. Don't forget to also explore our free resources on our YouTube channel, including the Blues Legends Lick Explained series. And that's it for today's episode of the Blues Guitar Lab, folks. I hope you enjoyed our deep dive into the life and music of Albert King. Keep those guitars strumming and keep the blues alive. I'm your host, Satoshi Nakamoto, signing off. Until next time, stay groovy.